0: but anyway we're here episode 62 of your house Our rule we have a very special guest here it's uh roman joe sart fellow butter boys old bandmate and dropout gra- graduate he does films both horror and acts does works as a gaffer does all kinds of stuff um, when we're talking about like old school friend you are like the guy who, like, really got me not not into, like, the creative aspects of life, but was, like, the person there that was, like, willing to do it with me. Mm-hmm. So, like, we used to do those old Butterboy videos, which <laughs> will get us canceled. We're not yeah. going to link those anywhere uh, because we were, like, 12 years old, and it was uh, very, very uh, edgy to say the least.
1: Smosh had just came out with a video of them singing Pokemon. Like, yeah, that, yeah no, old. <laughs>
0: old school, no ads, YouTube. It was, I looked at the other day cause the, uh, I, we couldn't early find it. Day, the early the
1: wild west of YouTube.
0: We couldn't find it. And our old friend, Tyler, my cousin, Tyler, our cousin, Tyler, yeah. he was like, he's like, Oh, I got it. I was hanging out with him. Like, this was like last November. He's like, I got it. And I went back and watched these. I was like, these better never see the light of day. <laughs> 14 years ago. Straight up zoomer <laughs> humor. 14 years ago. But anyway, we're here. Roman Road Joe, Joe Sard. What do you want to get into first? You want to get into the film or uh, you Slasher Boy a little bit? Oh, man. Well, first of all, that was probably the
1: best intro I've ever had. Oh, I had a plan, bro. And because we're childhood friends, you actually get my name right which yeah. i love yeah every other show i'm on it's all right and our special guest roman jossart jossart <laughs> is gonna yeah going
0: be here I'm like, it. yeah it's me uh, roman Jossart. i've had it headed our entire <laughs> lives man but uh, you, you would think that people would be able to t- oh jossart be able to get yeah. through it but yeah. you know it is what it is man fucking since back in the day i also want to just hit on a little bit you since day one have always been one of the most like driven people to actually get shit done that was part of the reason, like, I tell people Which all the is time, funny
1: because senior year, in my senior year book, I
0: was voted biggest procrastinator by the class. Well, it's, <laughs> that's. You get in a difference of, you know, like, school and then, like, stuff I, you actually want to do. I do agree because yeah. if I gave a shit, I gave a shit. Yeah. Out. Right. And right. if I didn't, I could care less (laughs) yeah but you always i mean back in the day i tell people all the time like when i was 14 years old like i was playing drums in a band and like we have videos of the dropout graduates page of us playing like fallout boy and green day at Navy bean festival i could be
1: remembering wrong because it was i mean we're talking like over 15 years ago but yeah you we needed a drummer i had so i had the band it was a three-piece because we didn't have a drummer but we wanted a drummer you I think said you would learn drums and I don't even think you had the set for two months and we started having band practice and you started learning. So, like, so I remember you learned drums like a prodigy. Yeah. Dude. We were all like, I'm telling you, I think in four, months of him learning the drums we played our first gig yeah and we played
0: like six songs so (laughs) i I actually do remember this it was back in the day i played guitar and we had met because uh my uncle kevin and Aunt amy at the time were camping down at little farm which is where we met in rising sun indiana Mm -hmm. and you know we used to have like a little crew and we had a permanent campsite down there because i went down when they already had a permanent campsite and my parents were like you know what he's meeting all these friends let's go ahead and do it and uh when we got to know each other i found out that you played guitar Mm -hmm. and at the time Brandon Arnold was playing guitar with you. Oh
1: wow, yeah. And Zach,
0: Brandon. Zach was the bassist that you had, and I was playing guitar. And you're like, "Well, we need a drummer." And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm, like, I'll I was like, learn. I'm getting ready of the guitar." I was I like, "I'm picking drums." Zach, I was like,
1: "So I think I found a drummer." He, well, he doesn't play yet. Yeah, but he says he's gonna <laughs> learn how to play drums for us.
0: Yeah, like- <laughs> and I remember we our first set that we did. I had those old fucking ZXT Zildjian fucking uh, cymbals, which were uh-huh. like. They were like a hundred and fifty dollars for the set or something, they sounded awful. And we played in that little stage you had in your backyard for like yeah. thirty people or some shit. And I had been playing drums for like a month or two.
1: Yeah, it was not long at all. It wasn't. It was a gig. Yeah. And you Act, you kept rhythm, like I remember being like, a, he's a drum prodigy. Yeah, well, <laughs> like,
0: dude, I remember I've always had rhythm because, like, back in the day, remember the dances that we would have at Little Fall? Oh yeah, oh We would yeah. have like every every Saturday they would have a live <laughs> dance, and like we would, it was just like a little DJ playing like you know Cupid Shuffle and shit like that, yeah. and we all used to get down. And I guess I kind of like learned how to keep he rhythm He cha would like a motherfucker. Yeah, the electric slide, oh, bro. My Cupid Shuffle <laughs> is to die for, bro. <laughs> I start I start we'd doing be, this little hot thing. we'd hop be on the basketball the
1: court. 50 feet away from the pavilion and you would hear the song come on the PA,
0: and Keith be like, "I gotta go." Yeah, I gotta <laughs> go. They're, they're, they're calling They're me. calling I okay, gotta go. So yeah, fucking. I learned drums. I picked them up fast. I've always been pretty good at picking things up pretty quickly. Yeah. So, uh, but the drums for something like because guitar was never like that. But drums, something about it just just clicked. And then
1: we did that for four years. We we it did was it. all through high school for me. We it was yeah.
0: freshman year to senior year. Yeah, and, and I the think, year after. And I think me. I was like twelve when we first started getting into it. And I remember there was a time where like I started getting into high school and like everyone from the campsite had kind of like kind of started going their separate ways but still kind of mm-hmm. was in contact and I remember you guys actually had another drummer and you guys were supposed to play Dillsboro Festival and uh, you guys hit me up and you're like, hey, we got this other drummer. We, you guys had recorded some stuff and I remember I was looking, I was like, this bitch ass motherfucker. He can't oh, play like me. I think his name was Austin. Yeah, I, I don't know, but you guys had been like, I vaguely you had been like, remember this. I remember you guys told me, we're playing this show in two weeks and they're like, he can't make it. Do you want to be our drummer? And I was like, yeah, fuck it. So I came back down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and like, I start
0: playing and I remember afterwards was when you were like, you were like, you know what? This other drummer sucks, bro. Fucking you went back in the band. <laughs> and then that's when we went up to the, cause like, dude, do you remember the fucking castle that we b- recorded the EP in back in the day? Oh, dude. That yes. was, that was after I had came back. So
1: you know who lives there now? You know who mm, bought that house? No, who? Tony Moore, the artist from The Walking Dead. Oh really? The the guy who the graphic artist.
0: Yeah. So the guy who now, draws the Walking Dead lives in that house. Let now. me let me explain <laughs> That's this crazy. let me explain this house a little bit. We're talking about Okay, oh, sorry. It? I don't know why it's just cut out on me right there, but um uh this house that we're talking about where we were recording uh this this ep that we did dropout graduates fucking 14 years ago or some shit like that it was out in the middle of aurora indiana i'm talking you're driving and it's like double wide trailers and like a couple random houses (laughs) and shit and then there's this long gravel drive and you can see these three domes back up at the top of the hill and you go down dude it was like a straight up mansion with a Probably two hundred and fifty thousand dollar recording studio. They had it had, yeah, it had a crazy. studio yeah. up top and just this, this thing. I don't know how you met that dude, but the guy who owned the house at the time or had it so built. I he never built the met the owner. He, I yeah, never, it was a so, kid.
1: So the 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 people who lived in it while we recorded there. Yeah, his father. So the kid I knew, yeah. his grandfather. He invi- invented the um, the the strike on the lighter. Right. When you when you flick a lighter, I thought
0: he did the Procter and Gamble satellite. No, yeah, no, that's no. what I was told he back invented, in the day. He invented the strike on the lighter, like he patented that. He patented that, and that's how he had so much money. Yes, and I remember you like, told me that his he just was lived in some super ap- simple. He just lived in some <laughs> apartment and just let his kids live there rent free because this was a multi million dollar house. Yeah, I think we it was in. a
1: three million. And dollar I remember house. they
0: couldn't furnish it, so most of the rooms were just fucking completely empty. Don't be breathing into that mic over yeah, there. Yeah, I know. Bro. I yeah. was trying to I was trying to Chronicles, yeah, here but, we go.
1: So we we want video 1 cuz that's when we show how to get to this bitch. Bro, oh my god.
0: You can hear it on there too. This is the little uh thing that we did. Hopefully I can like kind of get this in. Oh my god. I'm going to have to cut this in, bro, but like dude, that was that was some fun days back in the day. Some fun, fun days, man. I
2: I remember when you yeah, when you driveway. got the guitar, yeah. And then I remember when you got the drums the drums. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just
1: driving down a gravel. Remember when the night we got stuck trying We to got leave? stuck, oh bro. My God. And the that snow. F- that fucking. And, and then you find this three domed, five car garage. <laughs> <laughs> $3 million. So the whole dome that, on the right that side... That house has to be more than $3 million, The whole bro. dome on the now, right side is sure. nothing but recording uh, even back then, studio. Yeah. The whole right side dome is nothing but the recording studio, and the left two are the house. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll cut that one in so people can kind of see it a little bit. there's a sniper perch at the top.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy, dude. And I remember one day we were out there, and we were trying, because it's a gravel road, and it goes up this hill, and it had snowed. And I was in there with my old school Corolla and shit like that. And... uh James, I forgot James was Big in it too. Daddy. Big Daddy. But Jay. I remember we had gone up and your car because it was a rear-wheel drive Thunderbird got stuck and fucking uh-huh. do you remember that you spray-painted your fucking car because the cops were looking for you? <laughs> <laughs> we got tractor paint
1: yeah. and we painted it black. <laughs> but I can't remember why they were looking for I remember painting it. I don't know, but we I remember we did it in the cause- winter cuz it took like so much extra longer because it was cold outside and the paint wouldn't fucking
0: stick. Yeah, and I remember the only reason we knew that is because the entire time, every time we would have band practice down at your house, uh, your you, your grandma or mom, one of the two, had a police scanner in the yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, you heard, and scanner. she heard she heard your name come across it, and you were like, "Who oh, fucking? I'm painting my car." <laughs> and you know, out there in Rising Sun, Indiana, with it all worked. a thousand people, you're the only person with a fucking Thunderbird out there <laughs> <laughs> painting the car. Probably did absolutely. Fucking Nothing. We didn't get
1: pulled over. Uh, But if you open, it was funny because if you open the doors, the whole doors were still white, like on the inside of the car. Like I only painted the exterior. Like as soon as you opened it, all the like the. All the but framework that, was still fucking you had,
2: white. You <laughs> had
0: that red cloth <laughs> interior, though. Did you even? Yeah, it was yeah. like a red velvet. Did you
2: sand the car and do everything? No, no. okay. That's when you were saying that like the paint wasn't sticking and <laughs> shit. That's all went, I was thinking. We was like to wait, wait a Orsland's second. Tractor and supplies. I think Supplies.
1: we th- got. Tractor
0: spray paint. <laughs> it was black tractor paint. And I remember <laughs> he spray painted it. Uh, how bad did it look? It was so bad, bro. <laughs> and the thing about it is, fucking, we, we painted it. And then fucking, it was like two, three weeks later, someone said something about a clear coat. <laughs> and we're like, oh, maybe that'll look better. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure oh, we just clear coated over it, bro. Fucking. We painted that, yeah. bitch. <laughs> we, were, we were some old MacGyvers back in the day. It's when I got so it, it funny, was white.
1: Dude. It was funny because when I went to... I think we went to sell it. The title said it was white. I can't yeah. imagine. But dude. it was fucking black car. Yeah. But they got it.
0: <laughs> we brought to Mako. Got it painted. <laughs>
1: it was like a whole thing. But I can't, yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> well, that
0: was that was back in the day as a little far man. But let us get in a little bit. Let's start moving into yeah. some of your, some of your stuff. So uh, you got a couple things that you want to talk about today. Uh, one being your band Slasher Boy, and the other one being the movie that you're currently working on with uh, Zach Statham. Shout out, shout out uh, Primal USA, who's actually acting yeah, in it. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, yeah so, yeah. so so let's get in that a little bit. What's the, what's this project uh, for everyone at home who's watching this? Uh, Roman does a lot, very heavy in the horror community. I remember uh, back in the day we always used to watch like hatchet and one of my still all-time favorite hatchet. movies behind the mask so you yes. used to i remember you told me back in the day you're like you ever been to a horror Hound?" i'm like what and it turns <laughs> out it's just star trek for horror nerds yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah. 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 It,
0: it's comic con for horror for yeah. horror fans yeah
1: absolutely
0: yeah so tell us a little bit about about the movie what what's the premise what, what you got going on yeah man? so so yeah
1: I uh, so I own Studio Six Hundred Five. That's my company that I started back in uh, twenty thirteen, and I started it because well, I started making movies basically out of peer pressure. But after my the band that Keith was in with me, first we, of all, we, we started making
0: up. videos back when we were yeah. fourteen.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're not going to call them short films. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> we'll call them just videos. Yeah, but after the band broke up, we so the band broke up in. Dropout Graduates, our our high school band, we broke up, I think, in 2011. uh, I'm not sure. Or 2012. It was
0: a year or two after I graduated. It was because I'm pretty sure it might have been 2011. I think you went to college. I, it was, was the, no, no, or no, 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 no. Because I'm younger, school, than, right? I'm younger than you, maybe. Did Zach leave? I, maybe. I I can't remember exactly what happened, but I remember because when I had come back uh, after initial time, it was like in between my freshman and sophomore year, which was 2008 or 2009 into 2010.
1: Okay, because I knew it was right around the time that I graduated high school. The band had also kind of ended as well yeah so then i got out of high school in 2010 and i was like what the fuck am i gonna do I th- we were gonna be rock stars there was no plan b <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i didn't go to college which even though i had the 21st century scholar i could have went to any school mm-hmm. in the state of indiana including nku or cincy state for free yeah but it wasn't for me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, school was not and I went and did audio video production. It's it's very nice to like That would have been the only thing I would have pursued around. Well, here. that's yeah. where I went, uh, and it it's nice to get, you know, like professors that can help you through and have like that whole learning curve or whatever, but realistically you can learn all of it online and it's more about who you know rather than having a degree.
2: That's
1: kind of what happened with with me is I learned everything from YouTube. But so like two years went by and I (laughs) Two years went by. You can't hear it in the fucking... (laughs) I heard it. I heard it with my ears. Okay. But like two years, three years went by, and I was just kind of working jobs, not doing anything, nothing career worthy. Mm -hmm. And I had this friend at the time that found out I had wrote The Campground
0: all through high school. Which, as I was talking about before, when we had band practices, I would like help write that fucking script.
1: I wrote that script from basically, I think... 06 to 2013. Yeah, I was just, editing and changing. Damn,
0: too, yeah. <laughs> well, dude, we were—he was a fucking kid when he first came up with the idea yeah, of, right. the, of this. Yeah,
1: 06. I would have been. I mean, I think I was 14. Yeah, when I came up with the yeah. campground. I mean, do you, do you make remember? It till I was 21.
0: Do you remember? You originally had me playing Charlie Varson in the fucking.
1: Yeah, thing, you, were the, you, you were big. the only tall person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so then he found out that I had wrote the script in high school and he's like oh let me read it let me read it i didn't let him read it for a little bit finally i let him read it then he starts oh my god we should make this we should make this and i'm like we're not gonna make a movie like well you guys had tried
0: to make it without me before i had got to the campground because you remember, because we had done had, we had done some yeah. video stuff, but like we didn't even have a script finished back then. Oh, no, I know, because I remember you guys. It's like fucking eleven year olds acting yeah. out all this stuff, and so I get the <laughs> script done probably
1: around twenty ten ish. Yeah, when I finish high school, and it was funny because I had saved the file for it on the school servers. So any school, and I had hit it inside of, like, I'd hit it deep inside, like, the folders of the school server. Mm -hmm. So any computer in the entire school, I could access my script and edit it so I didn't even <laughs> work on it at home. I only worked out on it at school because it was saved to the school servers. And no matter what classroom I was in, the library, I could mm. pull it up and find it. Yeah. And the teachers had no idea it was ever hidden in there. Thank God, because the content is horrible for, yeah. for a student to be writing. Because <laughs> I'd watched
2: Hatchet. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, a, oh, I should make a movie. And it's Hatchet a horror movie a... too, so like, <laughs> you could have gotten some big shit. Yeah. Well, the if thing is, look,
0: looking back on this movie script and, and shit, like... It was legit like a slasher film. Obviously, it was made by a, a kid in grade school or yeah. maybe early high school. But it was so influenced it wasn't panned by- out. But it was things that I saw in, like Hatchet, things. Nightmare on Elm Street, and like you. Ha- I remember you had shown me back in the day uh, Behind the Mask, which is a phenomenal movie it, that stands out. Like Behind not just the Mask, movies. the Rise
1: of Leslie Vernon. Yeah, yeah. And if people don't... came out with a whole comic book series too called Before the Mask, oh, I the did... Return of Leslie Vernon. I did not. Did it not just know came that. out like two years ago. Oh, really? They're still doing. Yeah.
0: Well, they're trying to get a, another movie made for it. Oh, I'd be in, but They want a sequel. But yeah. the point that I'm trying to make is that if if you ever see the movie, it's kind of like a found footage, like handy cam type movie, and it follows around in the world of like Freddy, Jason, all Basically, if Michael movies. allowed
1: a documentary crew and he was like, you want to see how I do this
0: shit? And they, they follow him around and it's like kind of the documentary that they're filming. And if you're watching it, there's all kinds of homages to like, you know, the lore so and good. the, 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 the stuff eggs. behind horror movies and slasher movies. And yeah. you were always so into that. So that definitely bled through into your screen. Absolutely. So,
1: yeah, he reads it, and then we get to, uh, he, for like three months, he's sitting there like, we should do this movie, we should do this movie. And I'm like, we're not going to make a fucking, like, that's a whole <laughs> movie, we're not doing it. So, peer in me for like three months. Finally, I'm like, screw it. I go to Best Buy, and I bought a Canon T3i, which at the time was like a $600 camera, so for me, I blew like three months worth of paychecks back then for this camera. Mm-hmm. I got on Amazon. I bought a lighting kit, a little two-point lighting kit. Fluorescent bulbs are fucking terrible. But I bought that for like 200 So, And then I bought a cheap, cheap audio gear. So I basically spent like $1,000 one day, mm-hmm. and I bought all this shit. And I called them, and I said, listen, you want to do it? We'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I just bought gonna, a camera. We're going to do it. I just bought audio recording equipment, and I bought three lights. Yeah. Let's make the movie. Dude bails out. Once we start making the movie. I I don't remember. Are you talking about me? (laughs) No, 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 Okay. This was a friend at the time that was like, I didn't, I had no aspirations to become a film banker. Yeah. He was just like, we should do it. We should do it. We should do it. We should do it. And finally, I was like, fuck it. We'll do it. And then we did the casting calls we get everybody together we're about to show up on production we're about three weeks out and he's like this is too much pressure for me i gotta quit and right. i'm like and now everything's on me and i didn't even want to fucking do it in yeah. the first place hey yeah. glad
2: you spent all that money dude, buddy. but so i'm out
0: i didn't know that i didn't know that you were even making it until after it was like yeah, already done or i would have definitely helped because i
1: never it. even wanted to yeah he was i was peer pressured into it then the dude bailed on me right beforehand Hey, right, but are you glad it happened Well, that's the thing. So I think we were about three weeks into it. And after the third week, I started to like, I think I looked at my buddy who at, he became my business partner and no longer my business partner. But I looked over to my buddy, Brandon, and I said, I think I kind of like this. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like this started off as a fucking nightmare, but this is is kind of fun. I might do this. We might we should make another movie. Yeah. And then thus uh, after that. So the first movie the campground mm-hmm. the ch- the killers in a boy scout troop and it's troop 605. Yeah. So I used that as the company uh to form my my company which is studio 605. Right. So it's all based off of the troop that Charlie Varson was in mm-hmm. anyways. Yeah. I knew that.
0: Yeah, and there's the whole backstory in the slasher, and then you have the whole movie. So definitely check that out. That's the first one that was
1: 2013, so that was 10 years ago. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. 10 years ago. 10 years ago ago in May. So 10 years ago, basically two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're getting old, man. We're getting old. But yeah, and then the rest is history. After that, And I remember because I remember looking back on it after like high school and that era. Yeah, stuff, it became a drug you, after you, that. You ha- you had gone into like more of the video type thing, and I had kind of stayed with more of the audio because I just I, yeah. I like sound aud- editing and doing all that type of stuff a lot more than film. Film's a little bit too much for me. It's yeah. there's it's a lot more encompassing.
1: I was like, if I can't be a rock star, maybe I can be a movie director.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're both fun. I remember when we were in school. I, was like, I just st-
1: want to be an entertainer.
0: Yeah, back in the day. When when I was uh, uh, in college doing like single cam production classes or whatever, just yeah. setting up shots and stuff like that, it was so fun. It was, but when you're talking about like a full length production that you're doing, that's when it starts to get a little bit daunting. And, the,
1: and, the, and honestly, it's like the ones that are the, the days or the shots, the things that are the most stressful. Yeah, those are the most fun when you look back on. It. You're like, holy shit, we we pulled that we off. We made it happen. <laughs> like, oh <Yeah>. my god, <laughs> first it sure. could have gone wrong a thousand ways, but we yep. got it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, man, but what, so you, you did the campground, you've done a bunch of other things, started getting into acting as well as directing, now you do, uh, gaff work, uh, yeah, I do a lot of, so it was
2: in, what, what say. is, what is gaff work, is that like, so gaffer
1: whole... is basically, he's the guy that works under the director of photography, or some people, the cinematographer, so the gaffer basically is in charge of, like, the lighting design. Okay,
2: okay, that's, that's what I thought. So I the, the, sure. the
1: DP or the cinematographer and myself as a, as a gaffer, which I get hired a lot for now. In, like, the last three years, I've really become, like, a travel for gaffing work. Mm-hmm. Because I just love shaping lighting, manipulating lighting, lighting in, some of the more fun things. to I'd do. I'd never done yeah. it until we produced the film in twenty. I think it was seventeen. It was called Scream for Summer, yep. and we did not have a lighting guy, a gaffer. So I was like, maybe I'll try it. Well, I'm already going to be on set. I was already acting in the movie, mm-hmm. and I was producing the movie. And I was like, well, th- when I'm not acting, I was like, or even before I'm acting, I was like, I can set up lights. I guess I can help you guys out. So we started doing that, and I started. And in, in that movie, we tried to mimic like Riverdale, the TV show. So there's a lot of like colors. Yeah, a lot of I've RG, never seen Riverdale. A so. lot of RGB. Right. So I started playing with RGB on that set and started manipulating lighting and shadows. And I was like, "Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Like this is super dope. Like I can change the whole mood." Oh, like yeah. it, putting a shadow on the side of a person's
0: face. Color grading was surprisingly like, one of my favorite. Uh, for parts editing, that's like yeah, my it's favorite different thing but. because it changes. You
2: you get to pick that it, mood. It's, yeah, it's, it changes to, the whole tone. It's really wild how how much like those the, like, those added influences like alter. Yeah, like if the lights like coming that.
1: from below it's probably a villain like or, uh, right but if it's from above
2: it's probably more angelic <laughs> well, and, and well, then you get
1: like, to
0: talking about like eye light which brings life into a character and like, sometimes they'll purposely not put eye light into a character to make them seem like a zombie we all or do dead. it
1: at campfires without thinking about it when you put the flashlight or when you put the flashlight underneath your face yeah. and you're trying to be spooky because cinematically we all know spooky people get lit from underneath, right? You have more shadows on <laughs> well, your face. it's like, it's, it's more like, it's, like it's
2: almost like the lights coming from like the underworld or from hell or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And that like so, adds to that, mm-hmm. that, that effect and thought.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, I started doing that and then I really started liking it. And then more and more projects I started offering like, Hey, do you have a gaffer? Cause yeah. I think I kind of like gaffing and I've been doing a lot of that. I do a lot of uh, first AC too, which is focus pulling. Okay. So like I'm the guy that gets to sit in a chair that under an umbrella. Rough. But the other guy's running around, but it's my job to just sit there and like, what do you want in focus? And yeah. Normally, me and that guy will have a walkie-talkie headset back and forth to mm-hmm. just us. So he can just be, he'll say like, rack back. When the girl comes around the corner, I want you to look at her. Like yeah.
0: It's a lot of like
1: real fast, just yeah. like,
0: it's, okay. It's it's super crazy. They always told us you had like grease pens or whatever to mark like where, where it is. If yep, you're pulling yep. focus from one focus to another. I d- so. did
1: on a movie last October, we are doing a car chase scene. So there was a a camera car in front, and then my car was the car behind, and I Mm -hmm. sat in my passenger seat while somebody else drove during it. And I was pulling focus from my passenger seat while they're filming in the car in front of me, filming the car in front of them. And we're all going like 30, (laughs) 40 miles an hour, and it's just like all like, all right, we're going to turn. We're going to go rack right back, rack right left. Yeah. Like it's just so much like <laughs> just, and then you get the shot and everybody yeah, just a drill. It's, it's just, crazy how
2: much <laughs> like it actually goes into that and everything like. Yeah, and then you you know, dumb, you mess you yeah. mess
1: it up towards the end. It's like, all right, and gotta reset, do it we got to drive around the block, let's get all the cars <laughs> set back up. And then you
0: have some jack jackass who's like, "Fucking fuck it we don't need more takes, just fix it and post." Yeah. Like, no. I oh, we're recording.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or some stupid shit uh, like that. Yeah. What's what's his uh this isn't isn't the exact same thing, but it adds to the you know cinematography and stuff, uh, the the sound and shit. Hans uh, Hans Zimmer is oh, the, my oh, fucking amazing. Yeah, music, he's amazing
1: his, composer. Music is seventy percent of your yeah. movie. You yeah. can change the yeah. whole ad, like like the, inter, oh, Interstellar. Everything. Like oh, it's one of my favorite. Yeah, movies. it's it's
2: one of the best movies, dude. Man, I, I actually down. just showed my dad it the other day, and like just like how much how much weight the sound adds to like, the, to certain scenes music and stuff like and that. and sound design. Yeah. Yeah. It's sound, like, it's it so... makes some of the scenes in that movie are so heavy and, yeah. and, and like, and there's n- nobody saying anything in any of the acting, you know, it's Absolutely. all, it's just the, uh, you know, the, the lighting and the sound and stuff and the fucking like, uh, when, when she makes the first, the first handshake or whatever, when they're fucking, uh, like when everything's like reality's yeah, like yeah, bending yeah. and shit and she reaches out and her like fingers are like, Going and shit, yeah. like fucking it, that. That shit is just mind blowing. Yeah, but. music
1: adds just a, a whole nother level. Like the most recent comparison I can think of was when actually Justice League came out. Mm-hmm. So the theatrical version had Danny Elfman; he did the score. Okay, but the Snyder cut has Junkie XL mm-hmm. as the composer. Danny Elfman's not even on it. Pull completely, like obviously. Different directors, kind of, too, the whole Josh Whedon thing, but you have this like music tone wise po- completely polarizing different things, and it's all different. because of the score. Yeah, yeah, like the totally. score changed the whole tone and the color grading mm-hmm. that you brought up earlier. Oh, dude, the color was different and the score was different. It's a whole different movie, mm-hmm. yeah, it changes literally yeah. every aspect, and it, it's just like. But then you go make it a little darker, maybe put a little tension drone in there. You change, maybe bring the contrast down. All of a sudden, you've right. got this heavy moment. Yeah. Like, it changes. Yeah. It's crazy. It's you've seen, like, those edits, like Miss Doubtfire, the horror movie version. Have you seen those things <laughs> no. on the Maybe. Like, there's a bunch of, like, where people just do just edits to make things. Changes and make changes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's as simple as just, you know, cutting and adding the music,
2: the sound design,
1: yeah, and it changes the whole yeah, tone. Yeah,
2: like, like making like Mrs. Doubtfire, like like, L- like 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 The Shining or something. Exactly. Yeah, there's <laughs> a, there's a great thing on. I know YouTube what you're talking about for where sure. Somebody yeah. did a horror
1: edit of it, yeah. and it looks like. Damn, I would see this in theaters. This looks <laughs> terrifying.
2: <laughs> I could see a Mrs. Doubtfire horror movie. that's like, yeah, crazy. Like, well, yeah. when
0: you when you have those like really scary like fringy st- sounds or whatever, like scores or I uh-huh. should say, it's completely different than like you know Hans Zimmer. I know he's known for like Pirates of the Caribbean, which is great in its own aspect. Dude, but, like he's... like that super in your face action movie. Yeah, but he also did the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's done he's, everything. He's yeah, done he's, so he's much. Done yeah, he's, he's, a, he's like transform. the guy. <laughs> he's Ke- he's the Kevin Bacon of fucking scoring a movie. Yeah, yeah, he's like the guy. He's been in everything. He's
2: like the Michael Jordan of fucking... (laughs) Yeah,
0: he's... uh, Well, he's
1: working with... God, he's working with BMW right now for their new electric cars. He's really? designing all the sounds that the engine will make. No way. Yeah. Oh,
2: wow. So the That's new, crazy. The, the new
1: BMW electrics that come out, I think it's okay. the 2024s, when they come out, all the engine, what all the muffler, they're all designed Dude, by Hans Like Rimmer.
2: that. I don't know if that's a great idea because people will be driving their cars and they'll think they're in like a fucking action movie or something now. It's going to be, be like, like... Like if it wasn't they, spaceship-y they, enough, they're not even in reality anymore. You get into it and it's just like sound. By homes, <laughs> <right>? <laughs>
0: like the Tesla screen yeah <laughs> Bro, bro, that is so great. Oh, God. That's a fucking clip right there. That's <laughs> exactly oh, what'll happen. But yeah, man. A lot the of goes engine
1: startup it. is gone. It's just that nice hum. Like a
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe you're driving at night and put some really spooky it's like sounds the, on. The one remember THX in the 90s when you go to the theater? Like yeah. the hum. <laughs> it's that now when you're driving. Jesus Christ, bro.
0: That's fucking great. Brought to you
1: by Industrial Light & Magic. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> but that's crazy. Now that you've got a guy who does like classical sounds for movies. Now just designing sound designs for, for cars. cars. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> whatever. But <laughs> mo- moving on, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, Placid Park and uh, the and the sure. movie that you got going on. Give, yeah. give us a little bit of the premise, and you know, just hype it up a little bit. For sure. So Placid Park, I have been working on
1: this. Since 2019, when I came up with the idea, I was actually at Lost Lands. Oh, really? And so I don't I get the creative the juices drought. flowing. It, yeah. yeah, so I had um, taken some things to help with creative juices yeah. that day, and we were out on the lawn, and I was watching my favorite DJ. Figure. Uh, which is Figure, and I was laying out there watching Figure, and uh, I this this
0: idea He's so, so he's, this is
1: this For people who don't know he's a horror DJ. This is uh,
0: let me let me take this one real quick yeah, cause yeah, this yeah. is yeah. really this is really interesting that you brought this up cuz I didn't know this before. But yeah. I remember 2019 being at that set and and like our guy cuz our our buddy yeah, Chad It was a back to back photo hype our, bu- our buddy uh Chad K, uh Chad Cody uh was talking to us and he was like he's like bro we got to check out fucking figure and we got we got to like check it out. He's like he does these like horror visuals behind his like super were like, but anyway, sorry I cut out again. We were talking about figure, and he was like, he's like, he does these horror visuals behind like you know, his dubstep, his sound design, or whatever, and we were mm-hmm. checking that out. I was watching that, so it's interesting that you had the entire premise for but blessed So Yeah, we're at sitting this. out there and I'm
1: I'm on acid at the very least. So like the visuals are <laughs> at the very, very <laughs> intense. And I'm laying out there and I'm with my buddy Justin yeah. and uh and I'm with Kara. So mm-hmm. we're we're laying out there and we're watching these visuals and and I'm just seeing all these monsters and these crazy things and it's just the, the dub set and it was in Wampy Woods. Mm-hmm. So it was just trees around us and shit. So it felt like we were like in the woods compared to like main stage or something yeah. like that. And I look over my buddy Justin and I just go, Man, what would everybody here do <laughs> if a fucking monster showed up? I'd and he didn't. just looked at me and he goes, I don't want to think about that right now. And I go, I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. I said, I've been thinking about it for 10 minutes over here. I was like, if a monster showed up, I said, everybody out here is fucked up. Yeah. I said, what would they do?
0: Oh, and you know, and some he he's like, people. I
1: don't know. It'd be mayhem. I said, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. And he's like, it is. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so the whole rest of the night, when we get back to the campsite, I'm still sitting around at our camp and I'm like, dude. That monster. And he's like, I don't want to show talk. Up. He's like, get off of it. And I'm like, I can't stop it's thinking crazy, about it's this crazy monster how some, idea. It's
0: crazy how some people on psychedelics are still like, no, but some people like just welcome I the I was fuck like, shit. I
1: understand that this is a terrifying subject, yeah. but what the fuck would people do yeah. and he's like I don't know <laughs> you <I'm>, were killing <laughs> his vibe for sure I was <laughs> that's I fucked was. Up, but. It, it, it was the whole I've, squad it was the you, whole squad I feel you I kept though. walking up to everyone individually I've, and I'm like so I got a question
0: I feel you though because like <laughs> dude sometimes sometimes when like I, back in the day when I used to do asset and shit like that I was like I'd be super comfortable about some really fucked up dots and I'm also that jackass that's gonna make your time bad yeah. <laughs> so.
1: like I'd started with like I'm gonna apologize for this but yeah so, yeah, so then I couldn't let go of the idea. I get back home, and I'm I, I'm still thinking about that, like, man, if we were in the – so then I kind of downsized it mm-hmm. to what if it was a group of friends that went out camping, and they just went out there to take some shrooms and maybe some LSD like they normally probably would and just hang out and have a good time. But what would happen if this time – A monster showed up. (laughs) So then we kind of downsized it and came up with Placid Park. And it's so funny because we jump forward to now, five years later, Figure is doing the music for the whole movie. Oh, for real? He's he's scoring the whole film. Uh, So I came up with the idea watching this dude while on LSD. And I'm like, bro, this is crazy. This music is insane. I love it. I need to make a movie. To now. He's doing the music for the movie, <laughs> yeah. And you got local DJs
0: playing, it, acting in
1: it, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. That. We got so, Primal yeah. going to be acting inside of it. Yep. Um, so yeah, because the because the birth of Placid Park was to me was it was born out of EDM, right? So I wanted that to be a big part of the movie because I feel like EDM doesn't have their movie like skaters have movies for them. I feel like you. there's there's like niches that have like movies catered towards like yeah, snowboarders sure. yeah. and sports and things like but there's no like for people that just like to do take acid and hang out with their friends or take shrooms and go
0: out into the woods yeah. and hang out with their friends and just listen to fucking laser beam music There's there's no positive movie for that. <laughs> like how you all, it all the movies for it feel negative to me.
1: It's yeah. always like Well, shit went wrong because you did drugs. Yeah. Well, that's
0: that's the problem with the EDM community, though. It's so ingrained with drug culture. Exactly. So
1: I wanted to make a very positive movie about the drugs. The people are just at the wrong place at At the the wrong wrong time. time, Yeah. It has nothing like, and because they're on drugs, it's just that much worse.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) For sure. So Um, yeah. So it's definitely a creature feature. Um, I market it as a psychedelic cosmic horror film. If you were to mix Alice in Wonderland, Annihilation with, um, Pumpkinhead,
0: (laughs) that is Placid Park. That's a hell of a concept and just the entire story behind how it became developed is its own thing in and of itself. The vision for it,
1: the way I told my camera team was if Zack Snyder had directed Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. Right. Yeah. Like, that's the movie i want to make sounds sounds super like, interesting super and- visual super high con like i the visual i'm a visual storyteller i feel like so sure. for me it's all about like how cool can we fucking how cool can we make this experience yeah. for the people watching it yeah. because i want people to not only like enjoy the movie but i want them if they've never done drugs right. i want them to come out of it understanding what these characters so are going I'm through. I'm sure
0: you have. Have you seen Midsommar? Yes. Midsommar yes. does a very good job of capturing yes. what it's like to be tripping the breathing fucking balls. And, yeah, yeah. The, the fucking puckering vagina in the flowers. <laughs> and shit. Yes. Yeah. yeah, nah. That... Another trippy one
1: for me visually was did you see Annihilation? I don't think so, no. Oh, Yeah, man. I've seen it. Bro, so good. You would probably I might really have to, like check one. Have to check wild. that movie. It's pretty wild. Yeah, like this alien meteorite thing crashes on Earth and has created this RGB shimmer around this giant area and everything in it is now mutating to this alien. It's basically like terraforming.
0: I think I might know. Is Natalie Portman
1: in yes. it? Yes, She's yes. The okay, lead.
0: I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll check. that I might have to movie. check that out. I'm gonna put, write that down. I'll probably remember that one. So, yeah. But anyway, we got Placid Park coming out. Uh, and uh, are you? Does the Kickstarter still up? So it's in demand. It's on Indiegogo
1: actually. So okay. in demand means basically we hit the goal that we were asking for. Yeah. and People can still donate because that's if they want to pre-order the DVD or the Blu-ray at the very least. Right.
0: And you you hit the marks that you needed to. So it's already got the funding behind it to as you feel get it done the yep. way it needs to do but hey everything helps so definitely go check that out check out the movie when it drops do you have any type of like uh, drop date for it I know it's we, so we'll be going into production May of 2024 yeah, I know it's very now early that long. we've got
1: the money we actually so Cody um, Rook I think is how you say the last name is our makeup artist mm-hmm. and our creature designer he's about 75 80% done with all of the creature designs and the monster suits and everything like that so we're going to, hopefully this October, we're planning to do some lighting tests, some screen tests. So the people that did donate already have something to see, like what we're doing in prep. Of course. To show like, we're because there's a lot of heavy VFX things, the most that I've ever done. Yeah. So we're going to test all that shit this October so that when we show up in May, we can be like, let's, we know how to do it versus, mm-hmm. we'll hope this works. Oh, yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, especially well, if you want now sp- that we've shot it once and we
0: edit it and we know what it looked like, we know how to tweak it to make it look even better. Definitely. And you yeah. have to know how you've been doing this shit for a decade now. And, you, and that's you, the this thing. A like, re- lot to bite off on this one. So. And that's
1: the thing, too. Like you said, so I've been doing this for 10 years. I directed The Campground. Mm-hmm. And then two years later, I remade it. And it was called Campground the Requel. It was a remake <laughs> and a sequel to yeah. The Campground. And I haven't directed a feature since. Really? I've produced... Everyone else's movies, I've cinematography and I've done the lighting, I've done the editing, but I've only directed the campground
0: movies. Hell yeah! So, so now
1: that I'm doing Placid Park, like it was, I got to a point where I was like, it's been ten, it's been almost ten years since I've directed a movie. I want my movie. It feels like it's time, <laughs> and so yeah. So Placid Park, I, and that's why we're taking the time with it because I'm like. If this Gotta is get the right. first thing I've done in 10 years with this my sec- name on the poster. This is your second baby. You already fucked up the first one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so make That's sure you how I look again. at it. And you tested it because, out on everyone else's kids too. <laughs> because we were e- I was either going to remake the campground with a high budget. Yeah. Or I was going to do Placid Park. Yeah. Like those were the two options. I was like, you know what? You already tried the campground. Yeah. Maybe 10 years from now you can come back and revisit that. But let's get Placid Park out there because it's weird. It's cosmic. And I feel like that is a big genre right now. Mm-hmm. People love the really weird off-horror shit right now, in my opinion. So I'm like, you know what? It's, it's time to get that movie out there. So, so we're going to do that.